0: Hey, good afternoon, everybody. I am Dan Davidson. And I'm Bill
1: Smith, and it's time for the news from Treknews.net. <laughs> Spanning the Alpha Quadrant. <laughs> for all the news on all the Star Trek Show. <laughs> <laughs> it's Treknews.net. <laughs> online at treknews.net. I wish people could actually see you dancing in your chair as you do that. <laughs> um, perhaps we'll have to do the video of that one of these days and put it out to to patrons. Doubtful. Um, but anyway, welcome uh, to the news for from treknews.net, the oldest brand new Star Trek news podcast from Trek Geeks for the week of November 5th, 2020. Dan, first up this week, Julie Nimoy recently announced a special tribute to... To her father, the late great Leonard Nimoy may be on the way, and if it happens, it's close enough for us to go and visit it.
0: Yeah, it sure is. This is so cool, man, and so deserved. Of course, we all still remember the pain of February 27th, 2015, when Leonard passed away due to complications of uh, COPD. Well, last week, his daughter, Julie, announced on Twitter that, quote, a special tribute, a 25-foot stainless steel LLAP memorial has been proposed in Boston. It will honor Leonard Nimoy and will be a symbol for peace and tolerance worldwide. Dad would be so happy that this positive message could resonate with people for years to come, end quote. And dude, I got to say, it's amazing. This proposed honor will be the famous hand gesture for Live Long and Prosper and will stand 25 feet high and be made of stone and stainless steel and will be illuminated. And God, I I want this to happen, man, so much. And we're going to be going uh, on a special away mission for the unveiling of that. I can guarantee you if it happens.
1: Oh, absolutely. And uh, Boston, of course, uh, Leonard Nimoy's hometown. Um, uh, what better place to, to have that particular memorial? I think it would be fabulous. Uh, perhaps right outside the Museum of Science would be amazing.
0: I think it'll, it's going to be great. And, there's a, and for those of you that follow uh, her on Twitter, there's actually a diagram of the proposed look of the, of the uh, um, statue. So it, it's very, very cool.
1: I, I can't wait. Here's hoping that the uh, the powers that be in the city of Boston, the hub of, of New England and the universe, mm-hmm. uh, make it so. <laughs> oh, <laughs> look
0: at you. I know. Wow.
1: I know. Uh, what can I say? Also, Dan, in the news this week, it appears that Star Trek Discovery is getting back to work. Really? Okay. Yeah. Unlike huh. you.
0: Uh Oh, that's true. Yeah, they sure are. Season four actually began shooting in Toronto yesterday as we record this on. uh, And they started on Monday, November 2nd, 2020. Uh, We know that they've been preparing for a few weeks, but the confirmation on shooting was provided by showrunner Michelle Paradise on Twitter. Quote, day one of season four. So proud of our room." breaking and writing from corners, kitchens, garages, and home offices. And our production team, prepping a new season is a lot, especially in a pandemic. They've done incredible work to get us here and keep everyone safe, end quote. Uh, In addition... Our favorite Kelpian and Doug Jones shared some images on Twitter and Instagram that he has shaved his head in preparation for his makeup as Saru. He does this every season instead of going that extra step with the makeup people and applying a bald cap, and it's just so cool. Um, all in all, this is just great news, and we wish the entire cast a really great shoot and the crew as well.
1: Oh yeah, cast crew, everybody. Um I- I'm I'm excited that they're back before cameras. Of course, this means we're probably not gonna see Discovery until late twenty twenty one at the earliest. Um, which means we could have quite the dry spell for Star Trek, but it's mm. nice knowing that they're back there. I, yeah. I'm interested to hear what precautions they're taking and how they're going to how they're keeping everybody healthy. So, um, I hope that that information comes out because I think that fans would be interested.
0: Yeah, I have a feeling. You know, you know, um, the Discovery, the CBS All Access Twitter site and Instagram, they usually do a lot of behind the scenes videos, and I'm I'm willing to bet that there'll be something about how they're social distancing and and keeping all the actors and crew safe.
1: Here's hoping. Well, in other news this week, Dan, everybody knows, and I mean everybody, that you are an (laughs) avid Star Trek reader. And I I guess that uh, the latest in the line of, of, quote, autobiographies, end quote, is already on your Kindle.
0: Yeah, uh, it actually is, uh, my friend. It's on my Kindle right now, uh, along with the two other autobiographies that have been released over the past few years. They're all great. This newest one is entitled The Autobiography Of Catherine Janeway, and it's the third of these so-called autobiographies to be released following the first of James T. Kirk and then uh, the follow-up of Jean-Luc Picard. These books are fantastic as they're told from the view of the character themselves, and this one is no different. Uh, The reviews have been fantastic, and when you have a Voyager story penned by the amazing Una McCormick, you know it's going to be top-notch. It's got a foreword by Commander Naomi Wildman. Uh, This autobiography hits some of the major stories from the TV series, namely The decision Janeway made during uh, the Tuvix incident as well as – thank you – as well as her dealings with the Equinox crew. Uh, But it also gives us some things that we haven't seen uh, before Voyager's first mission like Janeway's childhood and her relationship with Mark. But we also see things that took place after – or I should say read about things that took place after they were stranded in the Delta Quadrant, such as her first communication with her mother – after reestablishing communications with Starfleet. And then the big thing is, it's not really a spoiler. Um, it's her final discussion with Chakotay on the bridge after they return to Earth. And I'm really looking forward to reading about that. All these autobiographies, like I said, are very well done. But this one's really special to me, man. Probably because this is the 25th anniversary celebration of Voyager and the deep love that both you and I have come to find in Catherine Janeway.
1: Oh, uh, without a doubt. I I am so far behind on audiobooks because I don't commute right now. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And by the time I get back to commuting, it will have been well over a year. You can imagine the backlogs of things on my phone right now.
0: And here's something uh, a special wish that author Una McCormick says is she would really be honored if maybe Kate did the narration for this book. Oh, that would be That awesome. would be amazing. So How hopefully do we make that happen? I don't know, but um, I may, maybe we got a couple people we can check in with and see if that can happen.
1: Did you get right on
0: that? I'll, I'll t- I'm going to sign off right now and start typing
1: away. Oh, it'll be the best episode of the podcast <laughs> ever. And uh, finally, Dan, this week, you know, if you like Star Trek comics, And you like Star Trek DVDs and Blu-rays, then this special offer might be right up your alley. It's like biscuits. Who doesn't like
0: these things, right? I love biscuits. I love 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 biscuits. Biscuits are great, yeah. Gravy. Oh, yeah. Uh, With that martini we were talking about earlier. Oh. I'll take. Anyway, uh, yes, indeed. Uh, CBS, Paramount, Amazon, and IDW Publishing, they're teaming up for a Star Trek promotion, which will last the entire month of November. All you need to do is spend $25 or more and you are going to get not one, not two, but three free digital Star Trek comics from IDW Publishing through Amazon's Comixology. Now, this deals with uh, Star Trek DVDs and Blu-rays, as Bill mentioned. The free titles are Star Trek Picard Countdown Number 1, which begins a story about the events leading up to Season 1 of Star Trek Picard. Star Trek Year 5 Number 1, which is, well pretty self-explanatory, and Star Trek Discovery Aftermath Number 1, which deals with the, you guessed it, the aftermath of the Discovery Season 2 finale from Spock's perspective. Um, they're all great first issues of some really good and solid Trek comics, and I have you to thank for really getting me into the digital comics from IDW. So uh, well done. Thank you. You can add that feather to your cap, mon Frere.
1: IDW is really killing it with Star yeah. Trek. They have done such a great job over the last several few years. And um, I just, it, it's great stuff to read. It is a fabulous extant, extension of this franchise. And uh, to see a deal like this is is pretty awesome. I'm not going to lie. Yeah. Um, I've it read actually me, all of those.
0: I was going to say, it makes me wish I hadn't bought those. Because then <laughs> I would get them free.
1: <laughs> I've read all those, and they are great issues. Um, and I... I can't recommend them highly enough. I think everybody would enjoy it. A great deal. Um nice. You look like you had a microphone accident. There. I, okay? I, I, was so,
0: I was so excited that my hand flung up and see, I've got my new desk set up and my microphone was there and I smacked it with my hand. All that, that explosion noise that people probably heard, just my hand hitting the no. mic, that's
1: all. for my head <laughs> and having to okay, deal with I you. I wish. You. That <laughs> does it for the news from treknews.net for the week of November 5th, 2020. Thank you all for joining us. Remember, for all the news on all the Star Trek SEO, please visit our great friends at treknews.net. Have a great week, everybody. Live long and prosper.
0: Coconut.